Katie Yurko is the founder of Violet Fog, a popular lifestyle and beauty blog that started in the Bay Area and has since expanded to have a loyal following all over the world. She recently moved to Austin, Texas to live with her boyfriend, who she met last year. In this episode, I talked to Katie about whether you should be friends with an ex on social media, how past relationships have made her a better partner, and why she believes in tapping into the power of love languages to help better understand her partner's needs as well as her own. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with the first question, which is, um, I've been following your blog, Violet Fog, since I moved to San Francisco a couple years ago. I don't know how I found it, but um, I just have loved the vulnerability and candor kind of in your voice and in your stories and on your Instagram account um, and also your writing style on the blog, Violet Fog, um, which I just think is so refreshing amidst all the influencers out there. Um, and we can dive into that in a little bit, but I wanted to start first with a story you recently published on Violet Fog, which is the piece, is it okay for a significant other to be friends on social media with an ex? Um, and given that I have a podcast on relationships, I just thought it's, that is a really compelling kind of subject to dive into. Um, but for those who haven't yet read the story and those should, who are listening should definitely check it out. Um, but what inspired you to write this piece? First off, thank you so much for saying that. That is so nice. And I do love your podcast. And you asked me to be on it. I went and listened to some of your episodes, and they're yeah. really, really good. I oh, truly, thank you. truly enjoyed it. Yeah, and I was really happy to come on here. I think that um, what I did write is a really thought-provoking subject. So what made me want to write about it? So, I mean, I write a lot of research and experimental pieces on health and skincare, but where I really – you know, hit my artistic stride is when I'm writing about things like love mm-hmm. and that's love with, you know, myself and friends and significant others. And, um, and a sub context of that, that I feel that I talk about often is technology and social media. And right. so when it came, yeah, so when it came to the subject of exes and social media, I think it's just, I think it's really fascinating because it is something that our generation faces almost in every single relationship. And okay. Yeah, and so, you know, in my own life, it is, is something that has came up with um, with, the, with the guy that I'm with now, and mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to touch on it. I just was thinking about it. I mean, some, we've had maybe one fight about it, but mm-hmm. then it's also come out just in little conversations here and there. It's just something that's, um, it's not like it's all the time, but it, it comes up. So when, when things like that happen and it comes to, to love, I'm always like, this would be really interesting to talk about. And I'm very big on opinion pieces, and and clearly, if anyone reads that article, I have a very strong opinion on it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so that's what made me want to write it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting because when I read the story, I had two very different reactions. The first was like, "Oh my God, I can totally relate," and then the other was, "I'm friends with a lot of my exes, you know, both in real life and certainly on social media." Um, you know, which makes me think, am I a hypocrite? Um, but why do you take such a hard party line on the issue? Yeah, I mean, you're not a hypocrite at all. I, just, <laughs> I completely understand that there are gray areas and mm. different circumstances. You know, I I totally get that. And I, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, those who read it understand that I, I am very staunch about not staying right. friends with exes, it's, you know, mm-hmm. even on social media. 
And when I say exes, I even mean old flames or, Mm -hmm. you know, little flames too. Um, I do understand. I have friends who are still friends with their exes and they're in relationships and their partner is completely comfortable with that. But I think for me, why I have such a hard party line on that is, um, you know, just drawing on my own experiences. When I look back at all the relationships that I've been in, the ones that I felt very secure in, the ones mm-hmm. that I never questioned anything and, you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot less fights that had anything to do with exes were ones where we weren't friends with exes on social media or, you know, real life. And, and again, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be mean to them if you see them or anything like that, but right. um, it really just always worked for me and the other person. And then I've also been in relationships where, you know, the exes were still around or on social media and um and it just always made me feel a little bit uncomfortable and maybe that is something you know to draw on on my own character maybe I can be a little insecure at times Mm -hmm. but I think everyone can be Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah and I and I just look back at the ones where you know the exes were still kind of around and lingering a little bit right even if it even if there was no flirting even if it was just like liking a photo like here and there, it mm-hmm. always just made me insecure. And then yeah. because I was insecure, that would snowball into me asking questions. And then, you know, they either didn't like me asking questions that, you know, made me appear a certain way, you know, sure. jealous or something like that. And then that would, you know, cause a whole other fight because I didn't want them to see me as jealous. But, you know, it was just, yeah, it always just caused something that, um, that kind of negatively impacted our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just realized that over time, I'm like, you know what? Like, this for me is something that I really need. Like, I truly yeah. really need someone who's not, you know, at all attached to their their exes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's good self-awareness, too, because I think I've definitely had been with people where I felt insecure because of other sort of, people swirling around on social media and it definitely did impact my feeling of, of security in the relationship or lack thereof. And so I think it's a really real thing and it's, it's now sort of a new issue that didn't exist, you know, in a previous generation that is, that has cropped up now. That's something we need to face and be aware of. So I think that's good, good awareness on your part to recognize that you feel that you feel that and that's okay. And, um, yeah, so I thought too the article in your article you mentioned something about a digital tether, which was really poignant. And I think it's all it's really all too easy to maintain a connection with someone digitally, even if not say on social media, but by a text, um, even if you're no longer in a physical relationship with them or or have physical contact, which can be detrimental if you're trying to either move on from that relationship or trying to establish say a new relationship. Um, do you have any advice for detaching the digital tether? Do you think people should go cold turkey after a relationship ends? Or I'm kind of of two minds about it, but I'm curious as to your perspective. Yeah, I mean, man, it is so hard to detach cold turkey when Mm -hmm. you still have feelings for someone. So I want to preface it by saying, I mean, the short answer is yes. I do think that you should completely go cold mm-hmm. turkey but just to elaborate on it I mean I have been there where you know you're broken up with or even you feel that you have had to break up with someone and and the feelings are still there and it is so hard 
to really fully remove yourself. Because I think once you let go, you know, in person and the lifestyle is no longer connected, I feel like the the social media is still an aspect that kind of makes Mm -hmm. you feel connected to that person. Right. And, and I understand it is, it's so hard. And I have, I've been there where I've been just so in love with someone and Mm -hmm. it'd be over. And I mean, I, I mean, I'm, crying on a Saturday night in my room, mm-hmm. you know, and looking at their social media, I mean, it hurts, but at the same time, it kind of gives me this closeness in a way. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, really understand it. But at the same time, um, I think that that can hurt you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you don't, if you go cold turkey, then you have, the only thing that you have to draw upon with them is your memories and you're not, you're not consumed with checking in on what's going on in their, in their life. You know, um, if you go a month cold Turkey, I mean, that's a whole month of not, uh, not knowing what Mm -hmm. they're doing. You have to kind of mind your own business and, you know, get to your own life. But when you're still checking their social media, you know, you still feel it's just, it's harder to start moving past it. You start examining photos. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll look at something like, oh, my gosh, he just went to this, that same restaurant we went to on our six-month anniversary. Does that mean that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he still cares about me? Or, oh, my gosh, he's still wearing Reading the shoes that, that I got him for Christmas. Yeah, you right. know, and, and it just pulls you in and sucks you in a lot further. Mm-hmm. And so it's so hard. So um, you said, like, what are some tips, I guess, for, for detaching and it's funny because I have to look in hindsight. It's kind of things that I wish I would have told myself. Um, yeah. If I were, you know, to to go through another breakup, like right now, you know, what mm-hmm. I what I would do in present time is I would tell my friends that this is something that's very hard for me is to not check their social media because personally, it is it's very hard for me. Mm-hmm. I am someone sure. that hangs on for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but I. I would tell my friends, you know, I'm going to to block them or whatever, you know, but I I need to stay really busy, especially for the first two months. So can you just, when you're doing something and you want a partner in crime, even just someone to go work with you or go for a walk, will you please just to think to invite me, even if I say no, like just keep Mm on inviting me so that Mm -hmm. I have that. I would also schedule things more often that I have to stick to, you know, instead of like two workout classes a week, I would, I would schedule five, you know, right. that's just more time that I have doing my own thing that I'm not thinking about that person. Sure. I would try and stay really busy in the beginning instead right. of granting myself that space to go and check their social media. And go down a digital rabbit hole. And yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, it's almost, harder to stay really busy it takes a lot of willpower I think but I I agree I think keeping yourself busy is really helpful to moving on that distraction is so important yeah Um, it does take a lot of willpower you're so right yeah because on one hand it's like you also need to give yourself the space to be really sad and and grieve feel it Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of striking that balance Right, for sure. Yeah. I love the line in the article where you say, thank that person for their time, honor them by being kind in your breakup and leave them with closure. I think ending a relationship with with closure is so important, even if it doesn't always happen. Um, My take in relationships has been to to try to really end them amicably, maybe in some cases too amicably, and then remain friends. But I think sometimes that does blur the lines emotionally, even if the relationship is 
is technically over and there's no more physical relationship. Um, my position is that, well, you know, if they've been in my life and, and we no longer have a romantic relationship, that that's, you know, I don't necessarily want to remove them from my life. But do you think that approach has a negative impact on, say, future romantic relationships with someone new? I think it definitely can. But, but yeah. again, like that said, I also, I like, I really do have friends who are in relationships mm-hmm. where they are able to be friends with exes and, and their yeah. partner really is okay with it. So I'm a, I'm kind of of the mind of if you are a person who it is important for you to stay friends with exes mm-hmm. that you find someone who is completely okay with that. Right. If you that, find that's... someone who, yeah, and you and that has to be brought up, I think, right away. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can think of one guy, for instance, who I, I dated for a while, and, and I had, I really, really cared so much about this guy. And it wasn't until probably uh, three, four months in, I mean, I was already very much invested in the relationship, um, that I realized that he had, uh, still had a connection with his exes. And some of it was just, social media but I realized he mm-hmm. was you know liking their photos and mm-hmm. they were like you know once I kind of realized who the exes were and everything I mean um and yeah um, it really was an issue and you know and I had brought it up and, and he was you know the mind of like you know hey look like these exes they were very important to me at one point sure. in time and there's no feelings like whatsoever and you know blah 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 it gave me the whole like reassuring speech but yeah but Still, me being the person that I am, that wasn't right. enough for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And and I and I think so many of us want to be that person that we're okay with, exactly. you know, the exes on social media, and, mm-hmm. and we want we want to think that we are, or we want to think that, you know, we're cool. Or we want to get to but, a point where we are, right? Right. Right. But that's just I just realized that's never gonna be me, and that really was such an issue with mm-hmm. him and I and he was very hard party line on staying friends with exes and I was not right. and and that that's an issue that just doesn't go away so I think it's so important in the beginning if you are like me where you know like no ex is allowed basically mm-hmm. uh, you need to say that you know sure. and um and he's totally yeah and, and it's okay if the other person is you know if someone who is fine with exes then and that's good, but that's a conversation I think that needs to be right. had for sure right away. Yeah. Now, what what's your take on liking photos? I mean, do you find it to be a little active flirtation in your? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. I think yeah. um, I think of it as like little embers, you know, mm-hmm. of, that mm. could easily be kicked up into a fire. I think that I think I mean it's. I get that there are, are gray areas. I think if you yeah. get any, if you're in a relationship, for instance, mm-hmm. and an ex or an, even an old flame likes your photo, and yeah. you get even a little bit of satisfaction kind of sure. from that, then I yeah. think you need to to defriend that person, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, But if you kind of scroll through and it doesn't mean anything to you, you're like, eh, whatever, you know, then, right. then, then that is what it is. But I think that... Um, if you're in a relationship and you are liking exes photos, right. your person is not okay with it, you know? Um, exactly. Even if they, if they're not okay with it, 
definitely not okay. If they are okay with it, but you're only liking those photos because you want a little bit of attention, you kind of want to stay on their mind a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's natural for us to want attention. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. But, um, but you know, if it's, it's for those reasons, then, then it's, it's not a good thing. Right. Right. Just kind of check in with yourself and see why, and why are you doing this or why, why is, yeah. Yeah. How does it this make you all been there. I've been the single girl, and when I know my right. friends are also single, and I if I if they're in a relationship, no way. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to them. I don't want them talking to me. Sure. But if they're single too, and I'm single, mm-hmm. you know, then maybe like I'll throw a like, you know, like here and there. But that's that's only yeah. when both parties are are in that place. Are single. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, you and your boyfriend Dan seem to have a really special relationship, which which is obvious as you moved to Texas with him recently. Um, what would you say makes this relationship different and or better than previous ones you've been been in? Yeah. Um, I mean, he is really, really special to me. And clearly mm-hmm. I, I moved halfway across the country, you know, for him. And, right. um, and it's interesting. I did not talk about Dan for a long time mm-hmm. on Violet mm-hmm. Fog. Um, I would write about past loves and stuff all the time, but it was a while before I brought up Dan, especially because, huh. you know, I think too a lot of the audience like kind of grew with me being, you know, the single girl in San Francisco. Right. I was single sure. for so long, hmm. um, and and really did enjoy it. I think like being single really is great and fabulous, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know, I had spent a lot of time, you know, even by myself reflecting everything and, and knowing what I wanted, I mm-hmm. think, um, and with Dan, the same way, like, he had spent a lot of time dating and had spent enough time single, mm-hmm. so that was a big thing, but, you know, I don't want to give you cliche answers, like, oh, I, I knew that I could just be myself with him, or I knew he was the one, and, you know, yeah. um, I'll give you, like, just some, just to keep it really interesting, I'll give you some personal. Yeah. Okay, that's what personal. we like. That's yeah, what we like. right, um, so... I think a big thing with Dan and I is we both, we weren't looking for someone like that fit like what we were looking for on paper, but I think Mm. we both had enough space where we, we were looking for a best friend. Yeah. We were both looking, it didn't, we weren't looking for this person looks like this, makes this much money or whatever. Mm. We just were looking for a very best friend. We both had at this point in our lives, we had enough space for Mm. that, for a best friend. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't desperate, you know, we were both like, you know, really loving like our single lives and everything, but we both were kind of that place. Like if that right person came around, we would be able mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of start a life or build a life, you know, mm-hmm. around another person or, you know, include them. And I think yeah. that's a really big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've, I've, I've been in relationships where, yeah, maybe that guy did think that I was really great and, and maybe he did want a girlfriend or want to be in love, but maybe he, you know, just didn't have enough room though for a best friend. And right. that, and that's what I wanted, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he had such an active social life, was so involved with work, you know, was so, you know, heavily involved with family that by the time it came to love, like maybe he had a little bit of room, but not as much sure. room as I needed. Right. And, um, and, and so we both, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's great. Yeah. We, so we both had enough room for each other. Mm-hmm. That's and important. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, another thing 
too, that I knew, like, why Dan was so special. I mean, relating to the article, we both feel the exact same way. Like, mm. he's not okay with me, you know, being friends with Estes. And so, again, like, we were a match yeah. on a lot of our red flags. Sure, that's you know, or a lot of our, mm-hmm. yeah, our deal breakers matched up. And we got those out of the way right away. We were long distance starting right. out. Right, so. yeah. When you're long distance, you have all this time to talk on the phone and FaceTime, you know, and really get to know someone. You don't have these physical distractions, right? You know, of of you know whatever, and and all you have is conversation. Sure. So, um, and you feel like you don't have a ton to lose because that person's not even there. So you can almost get a lot out. That's a good you know, point. That, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, so I think right from the get-go, we got our deal breakers off our chest, and they aligned. Mm-hmm. And, and and then another thing, too, is, I mean, I've been very vocal on Violet Fog about writing about mental health and depression, and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I've always, that I've struggled a lot with in my life. And mm-hmm. so I knew that I needed someone who I could talk to about that, but who could also really bring me up you know um right I've been with people who they didn't really understand it they didn't really care to understand it you know they almost kind of looked at it as like a weakness or something like that and you know it didn't really just didn't help I've also been with with guys who um had kind of similar issues as I did Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say like issues but was also um prone to you yeah. Yeah. Prone to like darkness sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I found that we just kind of stayed down together. Mm, interesting. And yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. So I really needed someone who, you know, understood it or wanted it to, didn't think that that was my whole existence, but sure. more importantly, like someone who would just make me laugh. And cause I really believe like if I'm with someone who makes me laugh all the time, that helps me more than anything. And why I do think Dan is different is that, I mean, he's the funniest person I know. <laughs> and when I'm with him, I'm just so happy. And I'm always mm. laughing. And it's it's hard to be sad mm-hmm. you know, when you're laughing all the time. And right. so I just, I just kind of knew whoever I end up with, it's got to be a, like a goofy dude. He has sure. to be silly and goofy. And, you know, and I found that in Dan. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for that reason, too. No, that all makes sense. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right. I think so often it's easy to think you you need to find this perfect partner who's perfect on paper. And and that someone who's, who's perfect on paper is not necessarily perfect in real life. And also just at the end of the day, I mean, we all just want to be loved, but also a friendship is what's going to stand the test of time. So that connection, that that is where you get their humor, they get your humor, you have complementary interests. All of that is more sustainable than just finding someone that, A, you may have really great physical chemistry with or, you know, has whatever job or whatever kinds of more shallow, superficial things on paper. Um, No, I think that's so true. Um, Yeah. What have you learned from your past relationships that is that you find is making you a better partner now? I think one thing is I I look at like past relationships and I always think about um did I did I bring out the best in that person? 
Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to, because you can be the most amazing, great person and have a really good heart, but still yet don't bring out what the best in them. Needs. Yeah. yeah the best so in them. You know, and um, and I I think it's really as much as it's so important to to look inward and think, am I, am, am I my best the best version of myself that I can be? It's also looking at, am I helping this person as much too? And okay. I think, yeah, and I think that um, you know, I look at past relationships, and there are times when I'm like, wow, you know, this person really did need this from me, and it just wasn't something that I could provide you know mm. um like I dated a guy once who just needed he was the type of guy that like believe it or not he really just thrived on like tough love and needed mm. someone that was just gonna um just not be I don't know it's it's kind of hard to explain but I'm more of like a coddler you know sure. I'm like nurturing a, and warm yeah I'm gonna get yeah. in the ditch with you and, and cry with you you know mm-hmm. things like that and he mm. he that just did not ever work for him or yeah. him and, and um and I think that and just how he wanted me to show up for him was not how I could how I could show up for him right. if I was you know being true to myself and so and I didn't really ask myself those questions in that time but I think now um and and I have other examples too from past relationships where I wish I would have examined if am I bringing out the best in mm. in this person and so I think too it's it's are you adding to that value to that person's life? I yeah. I ask that question so much more mm. now. Like when I look at Dan, you know, I I feel good because I do feel appreciated and I know that I'm what I bring to the table is exactly what he needs and what he he wants. It's not it's yeah. not just about me. What do I want? It's exactly. Also, For sure. Yeah. It's, it's also like what does this person need? And right. I know that I can fulfill exactly what Dan needs in someone and and vice versa. So Yeah, um, I love that perspective. I think that's really valuable. Um, yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, you know you're doing that for someone else. I mean, that's what right. love is. Like, love is a verb. And so if you're doing that for someone else, it also makes you feel better and makes you feel like you're you're adding value. And then you're, you're lo- to love that way is to, in, in a way, love yourself in return. Um, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it was I had another question related to that, but I'm forgetting now. Um, that happens when there's good girl talk. I know, I know. I feel like it was a really good question too, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's es- it's escaping me. I'll probably rem- remember as soon as we get off the phone. Um, oh, yeah. Did you have any any advice to add to people who are struggling? Oh, here's my question. Um, well, it was a point I was going to make about love languages because I think as kind of hokey as the love language concept sounds, I think it's so true. It's understanding what your partner's love language is and understanding what your own love language is. Um, and so, I mean, to you, to, did you, I'm assuming you guys probably had this conversation early on, but how, how do you, what do you believe? Do you believe in the five love languages and how did you have that conversation if so? Oh, definitely. I'm such a, I think that the love languages are actually very, a very valuable tool in mm-hmm. relationships. I think the more information that you can get about a person on how they want to love and to understand yourself on how you want to be loved is just 
so important. I mean, I'm such a nerd when it comes to psychology. I love like Myers Briggs mm-hmm. personality tests, mm-hmm. Enneagram, yeah. all those things. I'm really, yeah. really into it. So, you know, when I discovered love language years ago, I mean, I was all about it. And yeah. I definitely had Dan do it, you know, uh-huh. I mean, right away because I mean, when I realized we really had something there, mm. and, you know, and when, when we realized that this was going somewhere, I mean, you know, you want to, if you really want to be with that person, I mean, you want to ensure success. And I think for sure. information does help with that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we both took the, the level. I mean, I had already taken it. Um, right. But I, re- I retook it. Mine is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I mean, no surprise there. I'm a writer. Yep. You know, same, I love same for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same for you. Yeah, in yeah. Touch. yeah. Words of affirmation in touch. What's your second one? Yeah. My second one is quality time. But I think okay. my second one has changed more to, to touch. Okay, interesting. Because, yeah. yeah. And what, um, what's Dan's? Dan's is quality of time, and it's very, very mm. heavily quality of time. Mm. So interesting. It's really in- yeah, and we can both see that so easily reflected in our relationship, too. I mean, mm. I, like, I, it's so funny. If I, if I don't get enough compliments, like, I'll feed him little things, you know, like, you know, like that. Aren't my jeans cute today? Or, like, yeah. you know, yes, yeah. babe, they're cute. You know, he knows that I need. <laughs> Sure. that I need to hear these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and for him, it's definitely quality of time. It's so funny. Like he just mm. loves me being around. Even if That's it's so nice. A grocery store run where to me, like I don't really yeah. need to be together twenty four seven. Right. You know, I really am completely fine with, you know, a grocery store run on my own or you know, I just I don't really need that I need I, I enjoy quality of time it doesn't course, necessarily but, feel like love for you yeah yeah I yeah but yeah for him love is you know when we're talking that I don't have my phone around you know mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. it's work-related stuff um for you know he if we're eating dinner he likes us to be eating dinner together only focused on just the two of us you know mm, where nice. like me yeah where me I mean I, I grew up in a family we were really close but dinner was never necessarily like an intimate thing for us. Like we all sure. kind of like, I would go to my room and eat, you know, and my parents would be downstairs and my brother would be wherever, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't, right. it wasn't a big symbolic, deal. Like, symbolic of like the, yeah. That's the perfect way to word it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't symbolic of our, of our love as a family, you know, yeah. um, where Dan, yeah, it's very symbolic for him that we, we right. spend just a lot of time together, and, and when we are together, it's not distracted time. Sure. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I think it is so important to, to figure out what is important to your partner and to you and have that conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I love it. Just, this is one of my favorite podcasts yeah. I've done. Oh. Yay. Yay. Yeah. I think it's. I think it really is just so relevant, um, especially with respect to social media and exes and, and not just exes, but really other people swirling around. I mean, it's just this new temptation or new potential for wreaking havoc on relationships in a way. Um, so I think it, it's, it's really important to have that conversation with your partner. I think that's really good advice. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So where can people find you on social media, Katie? Yeah, so they can find me on social media at at the Violet Fog, and right. um, I love for them to say hi. My DMs yeah. are always open. 
DMs are my favorite part of Instagram. I feel like that's awesome. where the real, the the real, real talk happens. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And and you, I love your, I just love your, it just seems like you're so authentic, you know, like there's probably, if I met you in real life, it would be the same as what I see on social media. And I think that's really rare these days. I think it's really special. So um, thank you, so thank you for being you and sharing what you've got to the world. I think it's really, really important, um, especially this day and age. So um, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the chat. And um I'll see you I'll see you out in the social sphere. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and be sure to check us out on social media on Instagram at Interrelate Podcasts, on Facebook and Twitter, and head over to our website at interrelatepodcast.com. See you next week.